Ladies and gentlemen, wrestlers with experience, Dietrich Davis, Mark Moreau, we're doing a lot. So pardon us for the few co-opens. In the next few weeks, you will get intro music from us. Exactly. Right now, we got to knock shit out the park. We want to talk about something that's been um, making a lot of headlines the last two weeks. And this yak deserves, in the honor of the of Booker T, brother, Stevie Ray, this yak deserves her own conversation. Mm-hmm. We're not going to spend much time on this, but uh, me and Mark were talking about Sasha Banks and the Sasha Banks situation mm-hmm. and her wanting to quit WWE, her taking a small hiatus, mm-hmm. possibly her willing to sit out her contract and in, mm-hmm. in WWE when you sit your time out. If you sit out, let's say her con- she signed a three-year deal. You got two years left. If you sit out for two years, she technically might be sitting out for four years. Right. Um, it's not a good-looking situation for Sasha at this fucking moment, in my personal opinion. If it's the matter of happiness of being where you are when you're working, it's cool. Everyone should be able to love their occupation because once you love your occupation, it's not a it's not an occupation. It's what you do, and you love it to make you. I money. think she loves it. So let's say this. I'm a, let's let's uh let's cut the short shit short and get straight to the point with her. Mm-hmm. I think she's a spoiled fucking human being. I'm not gonna call her a, a spoiled human being. She's being bratish. And this is the business of professional wrestling. The one thing you must learn is that you must always readjust the margins as the booker man, as the story writer, and as this, and as the wrestler and talent, you must understand that you also must readjust the margins with them. Okay. Now, if her margin at this moment is saying, I don't want to be a part of WWE, I understand you, baby girl, so be it. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm going to bring up an element that you brought up which a lot of people are not looking at. Sasha Banks. I'm going to bring up, first let me bring up the element I brought up. Sasha Banks, as we talked about on the phone, has had more opportunities than every woman on this current roster. You, She's a five-time champion, right? Four times. Four times WWE Women's Champion. Um, she, and let's point, this, let's point out a fact. She, right, um, and I want to bring up her records, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks at one point had more opportunity than every woman, right? Mm-hmm. No one else in the current moment had three title runs back and forth. You shared that with Charlotte for a whole fucking year. You guys played hot potato. With the belt, right. Right? Vince gave you four title shots. He put you in the first hell in a cell. At one point, Sasha Banks was force-fed to us. You get what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just pointing out simple facts that you couldn't turn around. You get the entrance with Snoop Dogg performing your thing. You was treated like the cream of the crop. They brought you up before Bailey. The greatest match of your career, career is was the against only, Bailey. Right. Was against Bailey at fucking um takeover. At takeover, Brooklyn. Let's keep it fucking real. You're an entitled millennial who is spoiled and doesn't even realize that you've taken more opportunity from other women than you have gotten, than you have than you have given. She hasn't given no woman a break. She hasn't found new fucking talent. She hasn't done everything. I think she's a mean bitch on the low, and she married a simp-ass nigga who quarterbacks her mean bitch shit. You, when, when a young lady had her back turned, and you know she just came back from major neck surgery, you kick, what's her name? What, uh, um, Paige. You kick Paige 
right in the back of her fucking neck. This business is about protecting another fucking human being. And on purpose, you kick the bitch in the back of the neck. That's the one person you should never kick when her back is turned. Mm-hmm. How about you should have just got down from that spot and did a double leg takedown from behind or did a knee chop from the back? Mm-hmm. But you waited, you paused, and you put all your force into her back. And she has a history of stiffing bitches and hurting bitches in the ring. Well, there was the point with, uh, I think it was a moonsault that she did on Alexa Bliss and broke her nose. That's so much. You know what I'm saying? So you know what you're doing. So to me, I think she's a mean girl who is running around who's been spoiled, 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 spoiled over and over and over again. You got treated like a star in NXT. You got treated like a star in WWE. And hey, let's face it, certain things don't work out for you. Mm -hmm. Certain things are not going to be given to you. You have to realize with, with all those opportunities, if the book ain't working, the book ain't working. Guess what? People wasn't buying Sasha Bank tickets. People are buying WWE branded tickets and they're hoping to experience their wrestler at the show. Vince don't build superstars no more. He builds brands, which I'm going to save for another show to talk about. I'm not going to do it on this day, but there's a particular episode that I'm going to talk about what WWE is building. And Vince is on record for saying, I will no longer build superstars like Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and... um, John Cena. John Cena anymore, which means he's not going to build a wrestler that is bigger than the brand. He's going to build the brand bigger than the talent. Sasha Bank has to understand that fucking mechanic. Okay. This is why you haven't had this star. I'm not, pardon me for being very aggressive with this, but this is bothering me because we have this new generation of wrestlers. Just because you look good in a pair of tights and your weave is right or your beard is right and your tights is right and you have a great physique and you think Vince has given you the opportunities that you deserve everything that you got. Even he had to learn that he had to stop pulling the trigger on Roman. Even he had to learn that he had to stop pulling the trigger on certain people. You know what I'm saying? And I think Vince does want to build that megastar, but you guys are not becoming the breakout stars that you think you are in your head. Mr. Moxley, I'm sorry. You was never going to be that breakout star. You was always going to be a utility and a mechanic in the WWE. You are a fucking cog. When you are no longer needed, you will move forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not knocking that. But we got this new generation of millennial wrestlers who walk around self-entitled and self-indulge. Great. Um, you took it to a generation Xer who turned down the opportunity. That's nothing to brag or right. The numbers wasn't right. I'm sorry. You get what I'm saying? So when you look at Sasha, who's been given those opportunities, every time Sasha got the belt, did you feel like Sasha was a champion? Well, in no. your personal opinion? In my opinion, I felt that she wasn't granted the opportunity to be showcased as a champion because every time that she won the title, she lost it. Okay, and I'm going to give you that. I'm not even going to argue with you that. But on the same time, her t- what did she really fucking do? She, You got given four opportunities. Something happened every time with a team of people going, we got to move this shit back. Let's see if we can put her on a chase again. They put you on one of the greatest chases since Stone Cold Steve Austin chasing The Rock back for his championship. Okay. And it didn't evaluate out. So now you get an opportunity. You get to team up with Bailey. You tell her story. Again, you win the Women's Tag Team Championships. Mark, let me ask you a question. We're going to get to the point that you brought up. 
what did they really do? Because the Iconics come out, and these bitches, whether people like them or not, they're making the titles feel like fucking titles. They actually are parading the titles. They are being shitheads with the pies. They are becoming character, character, how you say character? Characters. Characters of themselves making fun of their Australianness and annoyingness to build the titles. Sometimes you got to put the titles on two people who are not established to create establishment. The Usos, how many opportunities did they have? They've had over six, six. opportunities. And by the time they got the opportunity number five, number four, oh, they were off to the races. Mm-hmm. But Vince gives opportunities. He gives Sasha and Bailey something to do. They were going stale on their own. They put the titles on them. You bitches came down to the rings like you barely wanted to hold up the belts. Your promos wasn't charismatic. You looked like you felt like you was entitled to be the champions. And when if the fans are seeing that and the supporters are seeing that, what do you think Vince sees when he's sitting with his headset on and the back looking at everybody shaking their head going, we got to get these belts off of them? Do you do, I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, me personally, I felt that they really didn't establish the tag belts. Now, granted, they won the titles. Hold on. They put the two most loved women yeah. on those titles. That was established. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, right? So they won the titles at the um, Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, the Elimination Chamber, excuse me. They won the titles at the Elimination Chamber. They went on to defend the titles against Tamina and Nia. They've had non-title defenses, and they lost those non-title matches, mm-hmm. right? So now, considering that they were looking to give everybody something to do um, at WrestleMania for that title defense, because you got to remember, not only did they lose to um, Beth and Natalya on TV, they also lost to the Iconics on TV. Mm-hmm. That's how the Iconics were able to get that title opportunity. Right. Right? So now, you figure, okay, they lost to two teams on television. Right? They beat their biggest challenger in their first title defense. Now, notwithstanding this point here, Television is one thing. House shows, which is something that they don't really talk about on any house shows. I don't mean to cut you off, and you and you said something direct. I want to say house shows establish where they go with the talent. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. Right. Hogan and Flair does not go to WrestleMania eight because of how they did not work well. They had one great match. They should have just saved the one great match. It fell apart. Even mm-hmm. when they was in WCW, yeah. that match fell apart. Mm-hmm. They had one great match. It did not work anymore. Right. Now, let me ask you a question. And I didn't mean to interrupt you because there, there was certain, I put bookmarkers on literally what you said. Yeah. If you put these two girls out there and they're defending those titles at the live events and it, and it's still, it's the same effect. You walk out to the ring or shitty you guys feel entitled and this, that, and the other. The fans are going to know when someone is entitled. Mm-hmm. We saw it with Brock. Entitlement. We saw it at one point with The Rock. Mm-hmm. Entitlement. Um, we've seen it many times in the bit. We've seen it with Bret Hart. But look Entitlement. how look how over um, The Rock was as champion. And now, when you say entitled, like. I can't think of an example where The Rock felt like he was ex- entitled when it, as champion. This is the reason, two reasons why his ti- his his uh, contract does not get renewed after dropping The Brock. 
Entitlement. Entitlement. I thought it was a, it was a lapse in that um, Triple H allowed it. Everybody the, said the, the Rock had a bad disposition in the back. Okay. This is not deniable. Now, I don't know The Rock. I don't know what's going on. He never talked on it himself. It was a contract lapse. But in reality, when you feel that you are the end all and be all, eventually the people who create the end all and be all will tell you to slow the fuck down. Or they'll become your end. Yeah. And that's what happened. And a lot of talent in this company become complacent or entitled. And Sasha Banks is the epitome of a millennial bird who okay. feels as if she deserves the women championship. No, you don't, bitch. So now say what so now, for example, say um you're given an opportunity, but you sold the, the sold a dream of a promise of an opportunity. Hold on, hold on, check this out. As a person who sat across from these people, they don't sell you your dream. You sold yourself your dream. You happen to work hard enough on your dream and politic your way, because that's 50% of the business, mm -hmm. to getting the paperwork on the table. Vince is saying, I'll give you an opportunity. He's not selling you your dream. He's not selling you an opportunity. He is giving you an opportunity. He's going to pay you for the opportunity he's giving you. Okay. Now, maybe you're not as big of a fucking star as you think you are. Okay. Miss Sasha Banks. And maybe the one good match. Some people only got one good one in them. And though you got a thousand matches, you failed four times as champion. You have... Four opportunities, you failed four times as champion. Unfortunately, Carmella's one championship reign seemed more solid than any of Sasha Banks. Which it was. Okay. Why? Because Carmella was readjusting those margins and learning how to rock. Work. She was not entitled. She took the op. She got, she got, she got the opportunity and she worked it as much as she can until they time to move it. Mm -hmm. Prime example. Okay. Okay. You working all these house shows. Vince is getting every fucking report back. Vince, we got to move these belts. Look at the way they walk into the ring, Vince. Look at the, they don't care. They're already pissed. Off. Maybe maybe you got two people who feel they deserve to be world champions and they're pissed off that they're even in these tag matches. This was our dream since we came in. Get the fuck out of here, you lying ass bitches. You didn't fucking this not was it your dream to be tag they team lobby, champions. And from what I hear, they lobbied. Of and course. Lobbied and lobbied but imagine and lobbied you lobbied, lobbied for so many years for Vince to um make the tag belts. This was something that was before they even got there. These two did not come up with this concept. This is something that has been talked about for years with the WWE. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, you bring it down. Let's go bring it back to Sasha. You do all these house shows. Okay, we're on time. We're doing all these house shows, and you bitch, and you two, and I'm not going to say Bailey more. I'm going to say Sasha. You two are spoiled eggs trying to think that you are the prizes and creams of crop. Okay. That's not good. You're going to, you said it yourself. You go to these house shows and everything is determined on the house shows. How you're going to get booked on TV is determined on the house shows. Mm -hmm. How you're going to get be booked on pay-per-view is determined on the house shows. How you walk into mania will be determined Determine months before the on the house shows. Right. shows. So let's not, let's take public television out of it let's focus on the house shows mm -hmm. you might have failed yourself and you might not be the star you think you are and even when they put two star studies together you two might not have been the stars that you thought you were okay plain and simple you know what i'm saying and it's just something to look at 
Um, Sasha Banks is a great wrestler. Sasha Banks is a. I'm not gonna say she's not gonna say great. She's a good wrestler. But when you got you was the first woman to go into Hell in a Cell, and you couldn't even get a table broken. You made what's her name look bad. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. All of these things you've been given all these first opportunities. I'm sorry, you may not be that bitch you need to be. And everybody's screaming this AEW talk. AEW not signing every WWE superstar. No, they're not. They're not. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes down to this, I just simply want to bring this up as the the Sasha Banks thing. Is she a deserving person when she proves that she's deserving again? But right now, do you see Bailey going home pissed off? No. Bailey said, I'm going to go work on SmackDown. You sending me to SmackDown? I'm going to put my work in on SmackDown. Where's... Bailey didn't take the entitlement. Bailey said, "You know what? Let me go do my work." Mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston, eleven years being sitting back to the bottom. Did he run home? No. When John Cena had titles taken off of him, did he run home? No. John came to work every day. Triple H got buried by the business for a curtain call. Did he go home? No. He was on every Monday night, every house show, mm-hmm. traveled the world. Now look at him. Now they threw pig shit, legit pig shit on him. Oh, him on live, threw him in picture on live TV. The Triple H bitch and go home. No. They told him you're gonna learn how to eat shit and love it. Look, Miss Sasha, the rules don't change to you. And that company, if that's the rules, you're gonna learn how to eat shit and love it. If eating shit is being given the tag team championships, then you don't. Under, then pardon me. I want to see what you could put. You could put ketchup on shit. It's still shit. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I was going off on a little bit of. Personally, I think. Like this, so she's talking that she wants to quit. She's talking that she don't want to come back to work. They're talking that they're giving her a couple of weeks off. Yeah, they're talking through, about bitch. you know we're gonna make this hard for you. You know, do what you think is best for business. They're even talking that they may give her the first women's match in Saudi Arabia, which I think I think if she takes that match, she'll be setting herself up for failure because when that does not go over well in Saudi Arabia. Her and Miss Bliss already had a match where they had to wear full body suits. The match was not received too well in the Arabic culture. And that's when it was in um, Abu Dhabi, right? Right. Okay. You've, done, we, you, you've already had the first match. Guess what? It didn't work there. Again, you was given an opportunity no one else had. How fair is that to anybody? Well, I, we'll see where it goes from there, man. But the main thing is, you know, she's resting her head. She's going to contemplate what she's going to do. We'll see what happens from there. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll take it from there. We're not going to do these two. We're going to just do these two. But long story short, um, I hope she figures things out. But this is a lesson to any person who's going into the wrestling business. You will never be bigger than the business. And the first thing you got to always remember is that Vince is the biggest star of his company. Mm-hmm. And Triple H and Stephanie are the second biggest stars. Yep. And then Shane. Yep. And when you realize it's all about the McMahons and the Levesques, then you will have 50% of your problems go right on away. Yeah. Just you know? come in, earn your money, there was, do what you You got to remember, there was a time Stone Cold Steve Austin was told, we're not going to give you no T-shirts. Think about that. Mm-hmm. He had to earn his way to a fucking T-shirt. Yep. And when he got his T-shirt, what happened? It became the biggest selling fucking T-shirt of all Outsell- time. Not T-shirts and merchandise outselling South Park in its heyday. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're just not Stone Cold Steve Austin. But we saved that conversation. This is the conversation. 
pardon me for the rant. Yeah, so we that needed Marcus to get that out. Me on. <laughs> we needed to get that out. So you know, it was what it was, man. But everyone I, has, everyone had their view. You know, right. and I'll close. I'll, I'll, I'll say it like this: Everyone had their view and their opinion on it. I have my view and opinion but on you, it. But you, you, I don't. I'm not going to say your view was an opinion. You brought up a solid fact. Mm-hmm. And while we was on the phone talking about this, because we do talk wrestling outside the show, so we're yeah. kind of repetitive to each other sometimes. That was one of the strongest facts you have ever presented. And you present a lot of strong facts, but that one was so definitive that house shows do determine everything. Mm-hmm. It determines WrestleMania matches. Yes, it does. Do you understand? People need to understand the house shows determined Hogan and Flair. Mm-hmm. People go, oh, I don't know why I never work. What Hogan said, brother, it didn't work in the ring. Yep. One, so they should have saved that one good match for WrestleMania and never let them touch each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they did it. They tried. It didn't work. You know, my, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts would tell you they learned that the fans started chanting him and Boo and Hogan, and they separated him and Hogan. Can't yep. kill the Golden Goose exactly because I wasn't going to be that golden for long. You get what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. People don't. There's a math to this business, and it's so sad that she's sitting in a position where she's. I gotta understand. You feel you're deserving, but there's a difference between deserving and entitlement. Yeah. And I'll leave it on that because I can go into another 20 minutes of this. Thank you very much. That was episode number 59, the Sasha Banks entitlement rat rant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, people. All right, man.